Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Poor Perrito the Mosquito, Albie. I know, poor you. I was, you you, heard, you saw that there was um, rain, right? So you got to listen to your awesome windshield wiper sound that's all a, the way to Connecticut? That's exactly right. The windshield wiper sound was horrific. Uh, not not all the way, but for a while. It was just, it was, it's a bizarre, it's a bizarre ride from, from Connecticut, from Boston to Connecticut and back. There was a guy messing with somebody else near the Connecticut border. A guy in a small sedan holding up a truck who was beeping, who had just who was honking, had the thing pulled. Uh, bizarre. But it's uh, not bad. What podcast did you listen to on the road? Actually, the whole time was Kirk, oh. Minahan, and then I just started listening to commentary once I um, got here, and then I just threw on Tucker for a moment because we're we're later than usual. But uh, it's interesting. You know what happened with uh, on Kirk's? Dave effing Cullinane used as his own commentary, word for word, my tweets about the golf course people. Really? Oh, yeah. It is such a big timey, like thuggish thing to do. But yeah, wow. he's at his, his own completely. But um, so it's interesting watching Tucker Carlson here uh did we we talked about we must have talked about um student loan forgiveness yesterday right because i talked about it for 84 hours today today on the radio <laughs> i don't know if we specifically talked about it yesterday i think we talked about it like sunday on our 500th show okay. i think that's when we talked about it because well, warren but in general i don't think yeah because of liz warren but we didn't talk about it since biden has apparently told some people in the hispanic caucus that he's thinking of forgiving a bunch of people's debt right when and that's and it's so. It really is a, a truly desperate thing to do because, like, as we've said before, and what you're doing is you're going to give checks to some people who have gotten their degrees and are doing really well. And not only that, what you're doing is 
you're making a less privileged part of America who didn't go to college pay the college tab for a more privileged part of America who did go to college. Right. It's like, I can't imagine. And I'm sorry, uh, I was talking to Todd about this today. He, and he thinks that it's, you know, is it, it's last last moment attempt in an election year to buy an election. And there's no doubt that that's certainly. A oh, yeah. But, you know, that kind of politics, Liz Warren politics, she, her constituency, they're affluent and they're progressive. But, and they have college debt. Well, they have college debt, but they also didn't give Liz Warren a primary victory over anybody in particular. So, like, nationally, the the, the Warren constituency, who now Biden is, is trying to do the bidding for, ain't big. Yeah, no, it's it, this isn't a big group of people that feel this way about the country. And Liz Warren, I mean, I think that she did everything that you can do to win that progressive group. She's like the equivalent of Hermione Granger in the Harry Potter books who like needs to check every box and like get every homework answer right and get an Mm -hmm. A. Like she actually put out an actual like Medicare for all plan with an actual plan of how to pay for it. And like, I mean, it was terrible, but that's just not popular when you actually like fill in all the details like that. Do you know what I mean? Like she did everything that you're supposed to do where she gave all the details of all the stuff and she said all the talking points that you're supposed to say she did everything right right like Mm -hmm. she she hit every progressive thing and got a hundred percent on the test and not enough voters wanted that well right and i think one of the reasons is because the only organic populist who's really an avowed socialist is bernie he's the real thing but they're not getting but behind him. Necessarily, right. People don't necessarily like Bernie right, Sanders. He doesn't comb his hair quality. and he's not. Okay. Right. Right. But he's unkempt and he's weird and he's wacko. But, but you know, he was, he, if there were justice, you know, he'd be the guy who, who would have gotten the nomination. Um, he could have gotten it this last time in 2020, too. Yeah. No, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. But the party hates him. So that's just that. But I just don't think this idea. I mean, I think that's a plus for a lot of people, to be fair. Sure. But I mean, I, I, but, but, but Biden, it is so device. It's so it's, it's just interesting that he doesn't there's no third way for this administration. There's no there's no thinking. There's no way that is a any kind that 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 provides any kind of unity to Biden. I mean, there's no for instance, Donald Trump signed into law the First Step Act, which is uh, criminal justice right. reform. That is, for a Republican, incredibly in, in a revolutionary thing to do. That is, that is but it, he worked with Democrats, and, you know, he never got any credit for it, but, you know, but the, he was willing to do it. Trump could be influenced by people. And maybe... Oh, of course. Trump would, if he thought it would have made him popular beloved president he would have worked with anyone and passed anything and signed it right I he didn't think, care who it was or what the rule, law I, I was that he was signing like it was mostly, just all about he just right. wanted to be a winner and wanted to be popular and wanted to be the best president ever and 
you know, he, at the beginning when Democrats were sort of willing to work with him a bit, I mean, he did some of that. Were stuff. they? I'm, well, I mean, the criminal justice reform then. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. <sighs> so they were willing to try and get some stuff done with him. He well, would have done like more in 2020, even like more giving out checks to people as long as he got to take credit for it. You know, if the Democrats right. really wanted to do that stuff. Don't you think? Uh, yes. So here's the other thing. Um, so that so so, so there's that. That's the college stuff. Um, let's watching Tucker tonight. He, we actually got an email. Sorry, before we move off the college thing, we got an email on this too from someone, mm -hmm. which was uh, just a, a a really great, I thought, um, you know, it, message that I thought somebody was. Um, saying, hang on, I can't find it here now. Um, okay, here it is. Uh, this is from Kevin. He says, congratulations on 500 episodes of the Burr Barrel podcast. I started listening last August when I asked my dad for a political podcast recommendation that was similar to the Dan Crenshaw podcast. And he recommended the Burr Barrel, saying it was run by a local couple and would deliver current events news while at the same time saying Tom was hilarious to listen to. Oh, excellent. Um, Thank you, sir. Uh, then he says he feels he can offer a unique point of view on the issue of the student loans being a part of the millennial generation. Like other millennials, I didn't think hard enough about what degree to get before going to college. So I decided to get a film and communications degree. Oof. After college, I quickly realized that my degree meant nothing and that experience was worth more than any fancy degree. After not sure what to do with my life for about two years after college, I was lucky enough to land an engineering job, which got me to go back to school to get an engineering degree. Here we go. The the biggest thing I learned is that fancy overpriced liberal arts schools are the biggest waste of time while state colleges are a much better deal. Mm -hmm. Currently, I work full time and do online school at night. Too many people don't understand how convenient and useful online school is, not to mention how much cheaper. If more people took advantage of online school over the traditional college experience, we'd have more people working full time while in school, which could help keep student debt down. Personally, I think online school should be pushed much more as a college alternative. Right. But, you know, the the only thing that you don't get there is you don't get fancy elite networking. Um, and You don't get to drink all the time. Or, or well, you could. But, well, you know what? I should I should take that back, <laughs> I guess actually. Although not if you're working full time. It's hard to do right. a job. If I, I should take that back a little bit because I, I don't know. Maybe you do get some kind of networking. If you, you, I mean, there are obviously the, these people can, can talk to each other uh, now more than ever. Um, but well, it's, like about saying, and it's about credentialism, like and it's about it's about and they they'll help you get a job. But for many people, college like like we've said, you come from Lexington, Mass. I come from Winchester, Mass. College is um, brand enhancement. That's what it is. Little Johnny is at Duke. Is is what you're saying, and you feel good about it. If Duke's a good school, I don't even know. I think it is, right? I think so. Yeah. Or, uh, or, oh, Tom, this is your Grubhub driver, Christine. I'm on your way to your location. Now, I, I put in the thing 30% already, so I don't have to have cash for Christine, right? Yeah, if you put in 30%, that should be fine. It should be good. Um, okay, good. Maybe I'll have Christine on the show. But Oh, good. I'm sure she'll love that. I know that people in low-wage jobs love to be forced into doing have a things. fat guy tell them to come into the hotel room is always what they're looking <laughs> forward to. Um, yeah, um, but that's but, why Christine became a, a Grubhub delivery driver in hopes that somebody would well, discover sure a sure late podcast. To be talent. honest, Alice, I'm sure she's got a bunch of gigs. 
You know, these people have lots of gigs around. And if I, you know, believe me, I think about Instacart sometimes. Like, I like grocery stores. I like walking <laughs> around there. I'm weird that way. Like, I, I, I could do that in a second. Who's the emailer? What's his name? Uh, that was Kevin. So that's a way, that's, I think, a, a good story of somebody who organically um, made the recalibration to, do, to get into the right thing. Although I'm sure the film <laughs> classes were awesome. Right. But it's also like it's unfair to Kevin and the other Kevins of the world that nobody told them this in advance, that he had to spend two years worth of time and money and energy doing something that he didn't. Kevin's dad alone. He is a good Kevin's dad is a good. I know. I like Kevin's dad. I like Kevin's dad. But I blame like school guidance counselors and everybody like that who's saying like, no, do this, do that. Who's like pushing Mm -hmm. people do stuff that's that's not in their best interest, you know? Right. And I'm sure, like, I, I don't even necessarily blame the parents because this is like what the schools and what everybody's telling you that you have to do if you want your kid to get ahead in life and you want them to be happy and all this stuff, right? Like, it, it's pushed so much by the schools and the guidance counselors and everybody telling you that, like, for your kid to have a chance in life, you have to do X, Y, and Z, right? Correct. Correct. Hold on. The pressure is enormous. What are you I'm focusing texting, on? Is Christine here? I'm, yeah, no, oh. I'm just texting her back saying, okay, great, right? I guess so, yeah. And sending a selfie. And oh, God. teddy bear emojis. <laughs> That's right, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what she wants to see, I think. That's good. Okay, what did you order, by the way? I, I'm going to critique your order now. Oh, I'm glad you asked me that question, Alice, because it, it was expensive. Do you see the the... I didn't look in the past few minutes at the charges, so I don't know. I'm glad you asked me that question, because let's get into that mm-hmm. now. I ordered, from Andy's Italian Kitchen, I ordered the Seafood Portfino, which is essentially scallops and um, shrimp and some mussels or something on pasta with white sauce. And I know I'm a fat, and unfortunately, in this hotel, I'm looking at a mirror and looking at me. Somehow I got a fourth degree... <laughs> Somehow I got a fourth degree sunburn in my fat head. Um, looks like the actual sunburn. I think sun. you get sunburned. You don't even go outside. I, know, I, would, I got sunburned through the car windshield. Oh. Yeah. It's I thought it was raining. It was. Alice, I have really good genes <laughs> is, the, is the answer. Okay. That's, I have winter genes that hopefully will be zeroed out soon. And I got some wings just in case. Although those probably, I don't know what will happen. But I'm trying to. Anyway. But it's 55 bucks, dude. So. You know, but we're rich now, right? I mean, not that rich. But we got our federal refund? Yeah, but it wasn't that big because they gave us a bunch of it up front, too, remember? Oh, dang it. Dang it. Because I'm, clu- I'm going clubbing later. And we're going to owe the state of Massachusetts. Don't say too. that. I don't want to hear you. Okay. Good so, times. We already paid the state of Connecticut of everything we owe them. So, so we've made all good life choices. I think that we pay income tax in two high tax states. And so, and like, you, so here's my thing. I, you know, I talked to Michael Graham the other day, and he was like, he has no home because there's no home really for the conservative movement. Essentially, he has no political home anymore. And there's a bunch of people who feel that way. You know, it, right. it, it's actually Graham's. Um, his like his class, his like. His age group, although I'm closer to Jonah's age, Goldberg's age, I think, than Graham is, um, et cetera, his cohort doesn't have a home. And so I'm watching Tucker Carlson, and 
tonight, and he's got he's talking about the Kevin McCarthy stuff with a new tape showing that Kevin McCarthy was saying mean stuff about Matt Gates, etc. And he and he Tucker slammed Matt Gates for being a hack and a half-ass whatever this and that etc. Well, and for trying to drag him into his legal drama. Oh no, no, I'm sorry, sorry. I was I take that back. He, Tucker slammed Kevin McCarthy. Oh, for being okay. a hot hack and being terrible and this and that. And then brought in Matt Gates to help oh. pummel Kevin McCarthy. Because, which is obviously feeding the Trump voters. Uh, right. Because, because well, the, 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 what Matt Gates is saying, and Matt Gates obviously leans into cars like no other. Well, like some <laughs> others, like MTG and Bobert and whatever, et cetera. Um, and. And Cawthorn, who, again, tried to bring a gun onto a plane, which is great. That's a great look. Uh, and then he turns around and blames the media, too. Like, this is a smear campaign against you. Like, no, you brought the gun on the plane, not the yeah. media. But, I mean, there are... Oh, yeah, there's a, it, obviously, I'll take all of those people over the Democrats. But there was a time when... There, there are idiots. Yeah, but there were also, like... There were a time when the superstars were also super interesting. When um, when Rand Paul, you know, first hit the scene, he was he was a young superstar and he was interesting. You know, when uh, Marco Rubio hit the scene, he was a young superstar and he was kind of interesting too. It's like now the superstars, the media, at least the Fox News superstars, are no longer the most interesting. But anyway, so so like what? Is good. DeSantis is good. He's a superstar, I well, would say. But he's not in and Washington. That's true, but he gets invited on Fox News. He's he's not like persona non grata in the Republican Party, right? But he's also not necessarily been uh, validated uh, yet as a as a possible candidate. I mean, he, he's gonna if Trump will bigfoot him if he tries to get into the race, and he's not going to get into the race. Twenty twenty four is still a ways away. I really do. I I mean, Trump is not a young guy. I know he acts like he is, but he's just not like and look at Biden. Like you saw what a difference it made the the one year between him being on the campaign trail and being president. Like he's a different guy than he was even in 2019. <laughs> yeah, let's listen to Biden, by the way. And now I feel like a jerk, Alice, because it's like this. Tom, this is your grab up driver, Christine. I'm on your way. And I said, OK, great response. I get the feeling that like millennials and zillennials don't respond to that. I get the feeling Christine did not send me a text. You could just respond with like a thumbs up emoji. I'm big on the thumbs up emoji. Well, I just think that Christine doesn't didn't really send me. I assume one, her name's not if it's a her, it's not Christine. <laughs> Two, they wouldn't give me some stranger's phone number. <laughs> yeah, probably. Anyway. It's probably not her real number. I don't know how that I works. I assume it's just the I feds. All right. So let's go to this audio here. Thank you for your patience. We're in a hotel room. Um, okay, we're in a hotel room here. And give me one Does that second. make it hard to play audio in the hotel room? Oh, the internet's not just hugely fast. Um, oh. This is Joseph Robinette Biden today saying uh, again. Now he's using the Terry McAuliffe playbook. I can't, I don't get it. I don't get, I'm almost angry because I feel like if I was running his campaign or at least in his administration, 
I would I would know what to do, but they're doing this. You've heard me say it many times about our children, but it's true. They're all our children. And the, the reason you're the teachers of the year is because you recognize that. They're not somebody else's children. They're like yours when they're in the classroom. Ugh. Yeah, no, they're not your children. They're my children. Right. Sorry. Like, why do Democrats go with that talking point when it immediately gets up the hackles of every parent that exists on the earth? Like, when you hear a stranger saying they're not your kids, they're my kids. Like, that, uh, it's the worst possible talking point. It's so, it, I mean, it's the opposite of effective. It makes people hate you when you say that. Right, because it's because the sentiment that, oh, I see, they love the child as well, has far been now overwritten with what we've seen, which is clandestine uh, teacher uh, grooming and indoctrination sessions and proudly, you know, declaring, you know, that they're going to indoctrinate your kid and in, in, in teach your kid stuff that you don't want them to learn or secretly share your child's gender journey behind your back. It's crazy. And, and people see this, like this story in, in Connecticut with this nurse who was a whistleblower who said there are a bunch of teachers and administrators working with 10 or so kids behind the backs of the parents working on their gender transition. That is freaking nuclear offensive that that is happening. Yeah, yeah it is. It's a problem. I mean, or the school district, the Ludlow School District in Mass, where the parents are suing because two of their kids, the school convinced they were trans and were calling them different names behind their back, parents' back. While the parents are seeking mental health care for their kids and have specifically asked the schools not to get involved in their children's mental health at this point. I mean, like, it's it's incredible the level of presumption in the school district to and, and not even like teachers. In, in the case of the Ludlow School District, the teacher was the whistleblower, like. Like the nurse was the whistleblower in this other one, right? It's these like administrators who've all gone to like way too much college and gotten way too many woke degrees. Oh, totally. Decided it's not the teach the nice teacher like that you remember from your childhood, your first grade teacher in the classroom who's decided that they now own your children. It's some person who calls themselves doctor something who is you know gone to has a bajillion graduate degrees and all kinds of woke mm -hmm. junk and nothing real who's decided that they own your, your children that's the people that are that are the problem it, it has nothing to do with teachers oh. if you look at like school budget figures the the number of teachers has like stayed stable at, or even like the number of teachers per kid has gone down over time and it's like the administrations have exploded it's yeah. crazy it's it's out of control and like they they have nothing to do all day so they just invent new social experiments to do on your children. Yeah, and that's the same in colleges as well. You know, th there are the same number of for professors stay static. Meanwhile, the number of uh, of administrators is absolutely and totally through the roof. Okay, this is your graphic driver, Christine. I have arrived. Do I go to the door? I don't know. Is she outside the hotel, or do you have to go to the front desk? Oh, wait. I'm not sure. I'm going to go to the door. You okay, fell. you go to the door. Meanwhile, I'm going to fill you in because the other big news that's happening right now is that um, 
It was broken in a congressional hearing today, I guess. Mayorkas said that they have set up in the government, coincidentally, nothing to do with Elon Musk buying Twitter. I assume that they've dropped this bombshell news, but they've set up a disinformation governance board to tackle misinformation in minority communities ahead of the 2022 midterms. So they're very concerned that... Um, that minority communities in particular are getting a lot of misinformation leading up to the election. So they've set up a new department of the uh, Department of Homeland Security, this disinformation governance board to tackle misinformation, I guess, because like, I guess it could be a foreign agent putting the disinformation out there. But of course, they don't really care about it being foreign people's disinformation. They're coming for your disinformation. And the lady that they've put in charge with it this Nina Yankowitz, right. I guess. I don't know how to say her name. She's a Russian disinformation expert. Oh, she's going to head up the new board. So she's one of these people who's tweeted nonstop about how Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation and was not real. Uh, she um, called the laptop a Trump campaign project and said it's not valid. She told NPR last week she shudders to think about Elon Musk uh, having Twitter because of the the free speech that will happen but she's been on every like woke internet thing she has a whole book out about how hard it is to be a woman on the internet great yeah her book is called uh let me see if i can find it again i just had it but yeah she has a whole book about being a woman on the internet and and she and it's like all about trolls and how they like mansplain to you and it's so like rude of them or whatever um, and and this is the person who's now in charge of the Biden disinformation Homeland Security Board that we don't have no idea what it does, but Mallorca has just told us it exists today. So we're just definitely not supposed to be concerned about that at all. Her book is called How to Be a Woman Online, and it was excerpted in Wired magazine this week. Okay. Which I'm sure is not part of her general campaign and grift and every like total coincidence that wire magazine printed this right before it got announced that she was put on this big board and her book is out and the whole thing. Right. Like it's so gross. So, um, she has this whole piece. This is how navel gazing and self-centered this woman is. Listen to this excerpt. One of the most surprising phenomena I've encountered since I began making television appearances in 2017 is the sudden proliferation of men in my Twitter mentions. <laughs> my email inbox, my Instagram and my Facebook followers and my direct messages. The most innocuous but still unsettling and creepy ones simply follow you in droves on their social media platform of choice after an appearance. I get off the air and within minutes, my Facebook or Instagram account is flooded with notifications of man after man after man staring at me from behind their <laughs> avatars after quietly clicking the follow button. Quietly. I love it. <laughs> you know, I just don't have a social media account if it upsets you when people follow you, okay? Like, I don't know what you want. Oh, On Twitter, the platform most aligned with my work, where I have tens of thousands of anonymous followers i would think nothing of it but the idea that these men have sought out the personal platforms where i often share images of myself and done so immediately after seeing me on television makes my skin crawl i can think of a single time when a young woman followed me on instagram after a tv appearance she sent me a message to tell me how inspiring she found my commentary the men on the 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The other hand, mostly just lurk, sometimes liking long strings of my selfies and binges of scrolling and double tapping. And then she goes on, she like goes down here. with all this stuff, it's helpful to be acquainted with the, the various incarnations of men before you encounter them, so you do not mistake their initial approach as anything other than bad faith. They burst violently <laughs> into your mentions and your life like the Kool-Aid man, demanding your attention, hawking opinions that they believe are unarguably, manifestly correct and indispensable. Imagine that. Only hers are, though. Right. Pay attention to me, they bellow. My opinion matters. The trolls may write differently or lash out differently or become grotesquely fixated on different parts of your appearance or background. But ultimately, what motivates them is engagement with you. This, they hope, will encourage you to finally shut up and make room for their infinitely more worthy thoughts. Oh, that is great. And they will get the blue check, the TV appearances and the bylines. They will curse and block and post hot takes with alacrity and abandon. And in their mind, the Internet will praise them for it. Their motivations are undoubtedly repulsive, but I find that humor is a good antidote to troll-induced repulsion. Let's explore the categories of creatures you might encounter in your online adventures. And she breaks them down into like reply guys, the bait and switch guy, the man who can't use Google, the old man who emails you in all caps, anti-feminist Frank. Like, can you imagine writing a whole book about this? Uh, By the way. It's about a, like how much attention people pay to you on the internet? Well, yeah. Well, just imagine that's who they say. Okay, guys, get a internet uh, misinf- get an expert. Um, we have this lady. <laughs> oh, I like. I just. I. Yeah. Hmm. So interesting. Listen to this. So so uh, Christine dropped the food off. And then sent okay. me a picture. Sent me a picture of the food in front of the door. And That's to prove she dropped it off, so you can't call up and say it didn't get to you. Right? She said it says delivered. Have a great night. And I get the feeling that that's not actually. She didn't actually type those words, but she did take the picture. <laughs> and it's funny because she took the picture and she's four feet from the door. I guarantee you, she took the picture, sprinted. Then hit the thing, because listen to this, Christine Alice, Mm -hmm. because I'm a creep, I've Googled her number, that number does not belong to Christine. 
Oh my goodness. That's correct. The plot thickens. That number belongs to a woman named Martha in Chicago. And it is a 312 area code. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So they just mask the number with some other random number. Well, or it's really Martha in Chicago who's now delivering here. Hmm. But anyway, I, I, I shouted down the hall, thank you. And I heard no response. And I assume that's why. She ran away. That's right. That's why they run away. Because they don't want fat guys. Going, hey. <laughs> uh, interesting. Stop, stop bursting into her mentions like the Kool-Aid man. Honey. Isn't that funny? She but, doesn't want you there. In, you just Instagram, go after her blue check mark. Well, there is something to that. I mean, I mean, but but then again, if you're on Instagram and it's open, you Instagram is a... How dare they like my photos on Instagram? Instagram's a photo gallery of right. you posing for the users. And you're trying to get big numbers. That, it's, what a psychotic... Wow, that's great. She's got a job in the White House. That's perfect. Yeah, and she now has power over whatever we're calling it, the disinformation board or whatever it's called, that's now in charge of stopping internet disinformation before the election. This psychopath is running it. Oh, man. This is, I hope some of this stuff will be made. I want to see the process made public where they talk about what's disinformation and what isn't. Because that will, the crafting... They're not going to. They only told us it even exists today. And she's said online that she's been working on it for two months. So the whole thing's been secret. Well, I assume as soon as uh, Musk officially takes over, they're gonna she'll come out with some scalps. But disinformation, unlike misinformation, disinformation is probably in the in the in the feeling of Twitter. I'm sorry, in the feeling of the Biden administration is is actionable, so they can lean on Amazon servers, et cetera, and say, "Hey guys, let's." be a little better about some of this well right i mean they're uh, you know and this is the risk for musk so i i said you somebody wrote an opinion piece today like that musk won't really buy twitter that he'll back out he has has like a billion dollar penalty if he backs out first of all so i mean i don't know if he's going to but well and also it would be a instead of a brilliant marketing coup which he's pulled off it would be swallowing a grenade in front of everybody well, right. So I think the thing with it is, is that uh, it, what this person was citing was how all these people are going to like push back on Musk trying to make Twitter more free speech. Like these people in Europe have said that they're going to ban Twitter in Europe if he makes it too free speech. And like China might try and crack down on Twitter and like use his Tesla solar panel factories to to you have leverage over him to keep Twitter from doing what it's doing, like with the Hong Kong or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the Apple and Google app stores might not make Twitter available on them anymore, the Amazon servers, right? So, like, they're, they're sort of pushing, but I get the feeling that with someone like Elon Musk who's doing this for, the, for reasons of free speech, right, that doing that is just going to push him to be more determined to make it happen, right? Yes. Yes. So, I mean, because that was the whole thing. Like, remember, he gave all the Starlink stuff to Ukraine to be able to have Internet in Ukraine. And then, like, people wanted him to ban, like, Russian propaganda from it. And Mm -hmm. he was like, no. Yeah. I'm going to allow the Russian propaganda on the Ukraine Starlinks because I'm pro free speech. And that's how this works. Like, open communication. So, I mean, I think he... he, 
I think he really believes it. And and I think that pushback from the government or from the Apple and Google app stores or whatever, like I, I think that, that that will only make him more determined to see it through. I think he's enjoying all the crying at Twitter headquarters too, to be honest with you. Oh, I think so too. Um, by the way, if we just to um, get back to the golf thing for a moment, you want to hear Jimmy Fallon's joke about it? Sure. Hey, get this. A uh, family in Massachusetts won $5 million from a lawsuit against a country club after their property was hit with over 600 golf balls. <laughs> family was like, you know, when we moved directly next to a golf course, we had no idea this could happen. <laughs> Every day for four years, their ring doorbell was like, motion detected, motion detected, motion detected. Honestly, this is what happens when you live in a tiny windmill. Do you know what I'm saying? Huh? Like a mini golf window? Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> oh, that's tough. <sighs> yeah. So, I I'm sorry. I'm sick of talking about the golf course couple. Okay, we're not talking about think them anymore. Oh, you know what? Can I play the libs of TikTok thing just to get back into this again with the the man who had a gynecologist appointment to get birth control? Do you mind if I play that or do you not want to go there now? Sure, go for it. Sure, go for it. Because libs of TikTok, one of the most really important uh, Twitter accounts in the world, in my opinion. I had a gynecologist appointment today to um, get an Explanon implant in my arm. And, uh, which is birth control, by the way. Uh, and my gynecologist is usually pretty, um, respectful. I've only had two appointments, but, uh, you know, she's respected me as a trans person. Well, today, as I was checking out for my appointment, I was standing right there in front of her, and she starts talking to the woman, that's the, the nurse that's checking me out, and she misgendered me right in front of me. I didn't say anything because it was 10 o'clock in the morning. That's early for me and Shocking. just didn't seem worth it. Maybe I'll confront her my next appointment in six months if I remember. So if you're... Why do all these people yeah. not seem to have day jobs? Why? Right. And Why so do they all is, seem to think 10 o'clock is really early but, in the morning? But else, if this is a biological man who's going woman. into... It's a biological woman who's turning into a man. No. That's why... He needs birth control. Are you sure this? Man- yeah. Okay. He's at the gynecologist because he thinks he's a okay. woman. And he needs, or yeah, or no, vice versa. He's a, a he's- whatever I'm saying. It's a girl who's trying to be a guy, but she still needs to go to the gynecologist and get a birth control implant because she's her body still is under the impression that she's mm-hmm. a woman. Right. And generally, guys don't generally go to gynecologists and then right. the gynecologist so it throws the gynecologist is, off a little bit exactly and the gynecologist him or herself is also trans no yeah that's what you said hold on listen I had a gynecologist appointment today to um get, which is birth control by the way um respectful i've only had two appointments but uh you know she's respected me as a trans person well today as I was checking out oh, no, for my I appointment, think, no, birth control, by the way, uh, and my gynecologist is usually pretty um, respectful. 
I've only had two appointments, but, uh, you know, she's respected me as a trans person. Well, today, as I was checking out for my appointment, I was standing right there in front of her, and she starts talking to the woman, that's the, the nurse that's checking me out, and she misgendered me right in front of me. I didn't say anything, because... It was 10 o'clock in the morning. That's okay. Uh, no, I guess I got it wrong. Anyway, I just thought I, I thought that that was the point. But but you know, if if you're gonna if you're gonna make people play make pretend, right? If you're gonna force adults to play make pretend, especially maybe, people who do actually know what's under right. If you're gonna force people to play make sure. pretend and play your game, then maybe. Give them a little bit of slack. Maybe they're already humoring you. Right. You know, the whole thing is humoring you. At Everything some point, she, this, this doctor, has to convey the truth in a little bit of scientific facts to the nurse. They have to. They need to have an ominous conversation. And it just because it's in with the earshot of you who's playing make pretend maybe you just get one thing you you get to play make pretend but you don't get to have 100% always compliance cuz the rest of us have have to deal with reality right especially your gynecologist has to deal with your biological reality so they're pretty aware of you know because they always use that like when you're like you need to use the bathroom that's appropriate for you they're like well who's gonna check people's genitals at the bathroom like you literally just were lying there with this person checking your genitals so they know if you're a boy or a girl okay they just they already know right you know it's not like a seeker from them they didn't assume something it's not like you weren't passing like the gynecologist knows you're a woman sorry all right, shall we go to... Might be hard for them to forget. Should we go to the chat chat or not? The chat chat or the uh, barrel roll? Yep. What are we calling it today? Hopefully it won't come out too loud because I can't really turn it... this down. Okay, we have a few calls. I'll turn down on my end anyway. They come through loud. Okay, here we go. Are you ready, Alice? I'm ready. Hey, Tom and Alice, this is Justin. It strikes me uh, kind of funny that uh, this Rosalind Adams lady is a woman who want, knows what she wants, and she wants Tom right in front of the spook light. All right, thanks. Bye. Yeah, that was a point of contention last night with Alice, who... You had... like Rosalind. I don't care. You can go to the spook light with Rosalind. I hope you'll enjoy it. That is not, uh, that is not the relations <laughs> I was looking for at the spook light. Good. For, good, go Good morning, for guys. Tommy morning. N.H. here. I was wondering if we could get an update on Tom's bicycle. Last uh -oh. I heard, Alice ran it over with a burnt orange <laughs> minivan. Correct. Yeah. After Tom uh, what, what, tried... Also drunk, by the way. That's correct. not true. That is correct. Wow. Where is your bicycle, by the burnt way? Burnt orange minivan. After Tom tried to go up a slight incline, became winded, and had to walk the bike along the side of the road. He became offended when a person in a pickup truck offered to drive him home because he didn't look well. <laughs> oh, correct. Have you been taking notes, Tommy? 
Wow, that is a complete. There are some. There are some complete and accurate yeah. assessment yeah. of the bike situation. So I was thinking about this today because what? our son got a bike for his birthday, mm-hmm. and I just took the boys to the um, their Cub Scout bike rodeo that they had today, mm-hmm. at which they well. Uh, our oldest son had a great time. Our younger son, who's still learning to ride the bike, was very angry about the I'm sure. ride a bike not going well. He was not pleased. Mm-hmm. But the other two boys had a really good time. Um, and so I was thinking about, because I had just assembled his bike, I was thinking about how um, I was like a little annoyed that I like put so much time and effort into assembling your bike and like getting you different parts so it would fit you better, a special seat for your butt. Mm-hmm. And like it's a, a it's special a handlebar. Right there, by the way. A special all handlebars so they would be the right height for you mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And you don't ride it anymore because you're like mad that one time someone asked if you were okay. Like I, I find that kind of I'm just I'm just a little annoyed about it. I, I need can't you just live to ride the bike again. I can't and live- your son wants to ride his bike with you. He's now way into riding his bike. He has a great bike that fits him perfectly now for his birthday. It's great. We're going to become the bike riding family okay. this spring. Uh, I can't live in a world where I have people passing me, then changing their plans for the day <laughs> and turning around and then checking on me and then not believing me. And he said, Are you okay? And I said, yeah. And he said, Are you sure? And I said, <laughs> Yes. I was just simply waiting there. I was, Tommy's right, I was winded. There's no doubt about that. It's, the, the, the hill is tough to get up. I'm also heavy as hell, and the bike is a freaking tank. So I can't be worrying it about- It has to be a tank to hold yes. you, because this was the request when what? you requested a bike. That I put the a lot of effort was for the bike into not to buckle, and Alex, a lot of but, effort but, okay. into assembling. And the whole thing, I mean, I put a lot of time into this. I had to I special order a helmet for your big head. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't give you permission to disclose all these medical uh, failings. <laughs> if I lose some weight with your help, maybe I'll try the bike again. It, when it, Not on that road ever again, which is, of course, <laughs> the only flat road in town at that point. Hey, Tom and Alice. I was wondering if you ever heard of um, Nashville, Indiana. Hmm. It's beautiful, lots of small shops. People get married there all the time, have uh, their honeymoons, anniversaries. It's just beautiful, even even during the fall. All right, thanks. Bye. Nashville, Indiana. I have not heard of it whatsoever. I did used to work in Nashville, Tennessee, though, at the Grand Ole Opry. Um, God, what a time that was. It was yeah, just, we've had lots of good suggestions of places to move, actually. It gets let's more check it out, time. Alice. Nashville, Indiana. I have not heard Nashville, of it. Nashville, Indiana. We also were suggested, um, what was the place? I forget the place in South Carolina, on the coast of South Carolina, that we were suggested to. Um, somebody sent us um, a sort of island that you can go on a bridge to. That's Tybee Island, Georgia. That was beautiful. Ooh. 60 degrees in February. Uh, across the bridge and in 20 minutes you're in historical Savannah, Georgia with cobblestones everywhere. It's a beautiful place. You'd love it. Is there a place where the people tend to be fatter? I think the South might be a better bet for you there, possibly. Nice. Hey guys, Toast here. Well, Tom and Alice called me classy, but that just shows they don't know me very well. (laughs) Uh, She is is Brahmin legacy 
talk about uh, Yacht Bunny, please. But I want to speak to a more. What else? Her dad did take her to Hooters as a kid, so maybe that impacted. There's the the eccentric trillionaire class that sometimes steps out in odd ways. Important issue, which is burn bros and babes versus shatheads. Um, I encourage and urge anyone who identifies as a babe or a bro, as opposed to a shathead, to buy some merch now. Ooh. <laughs> Down with shatheads. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much. I like that. That's uh, well. Well, no, no. Uh, well, I'm I'm for the buying it part. Certainly. Are you pro shathead though? I can't go against the shatheads. I can't. I was hey Tom and Alice. I was wondering if you ever heard of the band Sparks. I uh, discovered them through a documentary called Sparks Brothers. They've got quite a humor to them. All right, thanks. Bye. I'll check it out, Sparks. No, although I did find a one hit wonder in 1997 called Catatonia, which is a band from, I believe they're from Wales or Scotland, and she's got a harsh and beautiful... Did I ever play you Catatonia, Alice? I don't think so. Oh, listen to this accent. accent. It's, I think it's... I think they're... Uh, I think they're... A song called Road Rage, and she's got this harsh accent. Where it's, oh, it's so wonderful. It's a great song, too. It should have been a hit. It was on BC at Just play the song. If all you've got to do today is find peace of mind. Now, hang on. I'll still get good. Okay, I'm on. They're from Wales. And if all you've got to do Listen, to the, you'll hear it in the chorus. This harsh Welsh accent is fantastic. Here we go. How you like that? Road mm. rage. Oh, man, that accent. Come on. All right. But uh, Sparks. We'll check into Sparks the next time around. All right, Alice, you ready? Let's see. Oh, hey, Tom, this is the spook light. I was wondering when you and Russell were going to do it. Oh, so hot. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh. Um... <clears throat> First of That's all, it. we're shutting down the phone line. <laughs> I like um, <laughs> <Done>. <laughs> I, 
Ah, the spook light. The spook light. I was just thinking about uh, Michael Wallace as I was driving in the highway. I can't. It's in my head so much. Thinking about Michael Wallace, all you think about uh, today in the ride. I ride. I couldn't stop thinking about him in just like different parts of <laughs> Mother Road that he talks about. And they'd take those old Detroit sleds, you know, the caddies, the Thunderbirds, and they'd drive them well straight down the Mother Road. God, this is this is too much. I can't get it out of my head. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> But uh, no, I have not. There's no Rosalind. That does not exist. That is an, it, that is apocryphal, as we say. Alice. Believe in Rosalind. Hey, Tom and Alice. I'm just here to tell you that I don't believe the rumor about Kathy Carr and um, the pool boy or the gardener or the milkman. I don't know what any of that means. I am here to condemn the copy of that uh, message completely, completely as dastardly. All right. Hey, Tom and Alice. This is Bradford. Oh. I love the show. I love listening to it when I've got some alone time. But uh, I wish Tom would stop using the Lord's name in vain when he says GD and JC. I cringe every time you do. Maybe you can just start bleeping it out like you bleep out some of the other stuff you bleep out. I think Thanks. I would say, Bradford, that Alice Shattuck might agree with you. That's true. I do agree. Thank you. Yes. All right, now, so I'll try to stop blaspheming, uh, and um, but I still can say the P word, right? I mean, I get. Uh, do you have to? I, I like to swear, Alice. It's colorful. It's it's interesting imaging. But sometimes then our kids swear. So that's oh, that's, oh, they swear a lot too. And actually, the the Anson who's I don't love it. He the thing is that the, the tells you there's a swearing problem in the house is that he's good at it. He uses it with the right inflection. They are all good at it because they've learned from the best. But unfortunately, mm. like I'm just, I don't really like that. I grew up. I grew up. One of your children. One of your children, by the way, called yes. me an effing pea brain today. <laughs> <laughs> which one? Oh no! Don't tell me which one. That's 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 not good. That's I guess very bad, right? <laughs> Thank you so much. Everybody. He didn't say effing though, did he? What? He didn't say effing though. No, oh, he said the whole word. <laughs> well, they didn't get that from me because I don't call you pea brain. I don't call you stupid. That's not my. That's not my thing. You do, but you do call some people that. I call people stupid. You call people tiny brains. Yes, but nobody oh, in the house. Well, yeah, but they hear the words from you, and then well, they are able to apply them to other situations. We then, need that to, they deem we worthy. need to help them use it in the right context so that they don't. <laughs> there's not friendly no, fire. No, hit their no, mother. we need to remove that from the vocabulary in, of the household. Incorrect. Anyway, thank you for joining us. You can uh, talk to us on Twitter at BarbarellPod. If you want to leave a leave us a voice message on the chat chat or the barrel roll, if you will, that is at BarbarellPodcast.com. You can also email us BarbarellPodcast at gmail.com. I don't know if I have time or not or what, because I can't hear any music. You've got plenty of time, Alice. Keep going. Or not. <laughs> I'm done. See ya. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.